In a world where fear, chaos, and boredom reign. A world where hope and toilet paper dwindle. Two heroes will stand up and change the fate of us all. On the Dogs of War podcast, Raleigh and Kevin have vowed to restore the glory of the Cleveland Browns by whatever memes necessary. From the creators of Angry Browns fans, the Dogs of War is back for Season 2, a top 10 sports podcast in the country of Lebanon. Our heroes are armed with random movie quotes, the Munilot payphone, and an unconditional love for the Cleveland Browns. 18 seconds left, he's got the snap. Back to pass, up in the pocket, shooting it long and deep, and it's picked off! They got it! Terrence Mitchell's got it! And it's all over here now! They can't take it away anymore! 11 seconds left to go! Mitchell takes the football, he's gonna run it down to the best fans, the most patient fans in the league, right to the dog pound, up and in he goes! Welcome back, loyal Dogs of War, for another installment of the Dogs of War podcast. I'm your host, Raleigh. And this is Kevin, the other host. The equal co-host. I don't know the difference between co-host or What a host. big episode and week. And we got the draft tomorrow. Shout out NFL. And we got a special interview lined up with Miss Emily Mayfield. Excuse me, Mrs. Emily Mayfield. She's a Mrs. because she's married to Baker Mayfield, our QB1. We'll get to that here shortly. I, how's your day going, Kevin? How's quarantine day 7,000? Day 7,000 is good. I finally got the exercise bike, got that baby set up. Like I told you, I have a, a rigged setup of a Peloton. So I got the $150 exercise bike off Amazon, which is pretty good. And I'm doing the Peloton workouts on YouTube. So it's legit $150 whole Peloton setup. Highly recommended. The old poor people Peloton. Nice. I went on a run today with my beloved Kate and that sucked. It confirmed how comically out of shape I am, but it is what it is. Not all heroes wear capes. Anyway, so tomorrow we got the NFL draft coming up, which is essentially going to be a big Zoom meeting. We have no idea what to expect. Um, As far as I'm concerned, the only opinions that matter are those of Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, and of course, the host of the Dogs of War podcast, Kevin and Raleigh. True. Uh, What are you thinking? I'm thinking not to overthink this. People pour hours and hours into mock drafts and radio shows, which a lot of people have to understand that. It's real simple. We need some offensive linemen. We need some linebackers because my boy Mac Wilson can't do it all by himself back there. Shout out to Mac, though. Maybe a few more receivers. Maybe a safety. Well, definitely a safety. Let's not overdo it here. Yeah, you listed most of the uh, – a lot of positions in the game of football. Apparently, Thomas – Wills, Becton, and Wirfs are the four quote-unquote best O-linemen that you hear a lot about. I have no idea because I'm not a sports analyst, and even if I had an opinion, it doesn't matter because you have no idea who's going to be there, who's not. They also talk about Isaiah Simmons, badass linebacker out of Clemson. How about you pick one of the guys, I'll pick another one, and if one of us ends up being right, we'll just look like geniuses in the years to come. I think we're trading back in the first round. Ooh, hot take. That yeah. is going to be – that's my first 
hot take. It's not really that hot, I don't think. I think we're going to trade back and take our boy from Louisville. What's his name? Bakhti. Again, the Dogs of War mock draft is irrelevant, as are all mock drafts. <laughs> Can't wait for tomorrow and the actual draft. And even when they draft the guy, we have no idea if they're a bust or not until the season starts. So, and I lied. I call them Bechti. It's I just I missed. I put together his first and last name. It's Mechti Becton. I call them Bechti. Yeah, That's our Louisville boy. Well, for those of you that were listening and that caught it, good job. I will send you a shrewd buck. All righty, but yeah, should we just get into this interview and uh, not screw it up? Let's not screw it up too bad. Let's get over to the Mayfield residence. Oh, where, oh, where can my maker be? COVID puts him in quarantine. I've got my face mask and I've got to be good. So I can see my brownies win a Super Bowl. All righty. <laughs> Without further ado, we, the Dogs of War, are joined by the First Lady of Cleveland, Miss Emily Mayfield, who is currently in Austin, Texas, South Cleveland. Emily, how are we doing? How are we surviving the quarantine? We are getting by, guys. How are we doing? Hey, thanks for coming on. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Quit giving all these locations, Raleigh. Let them have some privacy. <laughs> so a, I think people know. It's a city. <laughs> so, so, Emily, walk us through the quarantine typical day. Oh my gosh, I wish I had a really exciting answer for this, but it's pretty much consisting of meetings at our new house with our contractor slash designer slash architect, whoever it may be that day. A lot of creative workouts in the yard, in the garage, um, lots of board games, and early cocktail hours. I have been drinking like a fish, I'm sad to say, <laughs> since this started, kind of before it started. But yeah, it seems like happy hour just kind of creeps up early and earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what else Two were you doing? Why not? <laughs> uh, what are some of the board games that you've been playing a lot? Okay, so the one that we like the most, have you guys played Aggravation? I've heard not. of it. Okay, it's the board game that's like, uh, it's got a bunch of marbles. Do you guys ever play Trouble or oh, Sorry? Yeah. Growing oh, up? Yeah. Okay, For very sure. similar, but you play with marbles and it gets very heated in the Mayfield household. Um, but it's so much fun. You guys got to try it out. But we do uh, that. We play a lot of card games, too. We play spades, gin. Um, I don't know. One-on-one uh, one -on -one games? Yeah, lots of one-on-one -on -one games. Highly recommend a couple here for those listening who are also stuck in quarantine, which is essentially the entire country, whether you're listening or not. <laughs> yep. But the Monopoly board game, it'll start a lot of fights. Some of the biggest arguments Kate, my uh, fiance, and I have ever had have been over that game, which segue into a minor question, but all of our listeners have been interested in knowing. If you and Baker ever get into an argument, is there typically a winner? Are you guys keeping score? Oh, uh, I mean, as cheese balls it is, we really don't fight that much. But, like, if we get into a little tiff, I would say um, I'm, we're both really stubborn. Typically, he'll apologize just to keep the peace, even if I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. I mean, I always think I'm right. He always thinks he's right. But we usually can settle it. I say it's about tied, though. I have yet to win an argument. That's what every man should say in the relationship, to be 
honest. So one of the themes we've been trying to discover, we're trying to focus on silver linings. Have you come across any silver linings in quarantine? The biggest silver lining, as bored as we have been at times, I think it's just been so nice to take a deep breath and slow down. Uh, It forced us to cancel a few trips that we had planned and it, I think we tend to just overpack our schedule in the off season. So it's been kind of nice to be forced into staying in and just kind of being with ourselves and each other and uh, not having a say in it. Cause if we had a say in it, we just wouldn't do it. So that's been my major silver lining. What's something new that you've added to your routine? I mean, you just talked about some board games and card games. I know, you guys are big on working out. You guys are yep. like putting your stuff on Instagram, which is awesome. But is there anything new that you've done that you didn't really do before this? That's a good question. Probably for me, I've been trying to cook more. I'm by nature, not a good cook. My sister's way more domestic than me. Uh, so I've been trying to put together some healthy meals and um, just get better at that. I have been reading more. I'm not typically a reader and I have, I'm almost done with my book. So that's really it though. What about the cutting the grass I saw on your Instagram today? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's very new. I used to do it in high school and, uh, I went for a run today like you Raleigh afterwards. It was hot here today. So I did not feel like lifting in the garage. And so I thought, okay, the grass has to be mowed. We're staying with a friend right now while our house is under construction. We have Baker always uh, runs with a weighted vest. So I thought I'll just mow the lawn in a weighted vest and that's going to be the last part of my workout. I learned that it's actually really good for my OCD. Like it's so satisfying. Stripes or diagonal? Stripes. Can you, we, we got to go back here and just talk about how, how humble you just said all of that. You're in Texas heat, which even in April is something we're not accustomed to up here in the Midwest and <laughs> Cleveland. Not only did you just say you went out and mowed the lawn during quarantine, you did it with a weighted vest on as well. And you just said yeah, like it was nothing. I, I mean, yeah, the weighted vest definitely added like a few cuss words to the whole situation. But all in all, I honestly recommend it if you want to get like a little extra workout for your legs. I mean, let's just keep it a buck. I can't think of any situation that I would ever <laughs> go out and mow the lawn with a weighted vest on. So I'm props to you for that. Was it a riding mower? <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? No, it was not. And I tried not to use the power, like, push, control thing, but I cheated a few times. It's actually a great segue into my next question, speaking of lawnmower and mowing the grass. we got to talk about the progressive commercials. Great segue. <laughs> Loved every single one of them. They were liked by just about everyone. Can you walk us through that experience a little bit? You know, when did you guys find out? You know, when did you film it? Where did you film it? And I guess yeah. – You want to do more spots like that. Baker originally had gotten the deal with Progressive. His his marketing guy did it all for him. Um, And then there was a day. Oh my gosh, when was this? Probably last, maybe April or so, um, where his deal had been finalized. We were starting to move forward with the um, creative meetings and stuff. So we were actually at Town Hall at Bobby George's spot. And Shout shout out Bobby and Town Hall. Exactly. My favorite. And we were going through the creative ideas. They were giving us the pitch and telling us like their whole thing about, um, at home with Baker Mayfield. So so I was just there because Baker just wanted me to hear it out and kind of give my opinion on everything. Well then at the end of the meeting, it was like a two and a half hour meeting and probably 15 of us in the room at the end of the meeting, they just kind of casually, the CEO, um, said, Emily, you know, how would you feel if you just happened to like 
if we needed your hand in one of the things or your voiceover or something. And he just said it real casually. And fun fact about me, I absolutely hate being on camera. And which is why I did the WKYC thing because it was trying to, I was trying to push myself out of my comfort zone. But when they asked me, my initial reaction was, no, this is Baker's deal. I'm not, I really don't want to do it. Baker looked at me with like a death stare and answered for him. He was like, yes, she would love to. <laughs> so everyone, everyone got a kick out of it. And they're like, Emily, if you don't want to do it, obviously no pressure. Well, Baker <laughs> is like, come on, we'll have so much fun with this, you know, whatever. So fast forward, um, they send us over like these scripts and I'm like full on in some of these scenes. It was not just a hand or a voiceover. So I was in over my head. So we basically got like a little deal done and we filmed it um, at the Rose Bowl in LA. That's where Baker and I last off season. Um, And we filmed it end of June. It was like, I want to say it was like eight days before we got married. So um, everyone wanted to hate on the fact like (laughs) that they thought he was filming like during the week or something during football season. But that was all done in two days um, in June. People actually thought you guys were filming those during the yeah. season. Like, man, you got to practice. You can't just be doing yes. film. Like, it's pre-recorded, Bob. Exactly. Calm down, Bob. So Calm I'm down. actually going to jump ahead because you just brought up a question I was going to ask later on. October 2019, you joined Channel 3. You just said you don't like being in front of a camera, but you could have fooled all of us. Especially those commercials. You know, you can tell when people who aren't actors are on TV or in a commercial. It's just so cringeworthy because they're just so bad. You guys, you guys smoked all those appearances and all those commercials. So a lot of perks obviously come with being married to a professional athlete. I wouldn't know if you can believe it or not. But, you know, news stations, TV stations don't just hand out segments to people because of a last name or who they're married to. You got to have a little bit of a talent, a confidence, and kind of know what you're doing here to get that. So this is clearly a path that you carved out on your own. So can you talk about how the path to the new channel three started? Yeah. First of all, I appreciate you saying that. Um, but I I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to everyone. I definitely got the thing because of my husband, uh, we can just settle that. But (laughs) I, so they, Emily, Emily, we've had 50 quarterbacks in Cleveland in the last like (laughs) few years. You're the one, you are the one that got asked to do it. Yeah. So no, that's, that's really gassed me up. Thank you. Um, no, the way it came about is they literally, one of their, um, I don't know what her position is, but she DM'd me on Instagram and said, you know, Ooh. I've been following you actually before you were even in Cleveland and love your stuff. And I think you have like a cool presence online and stuff. And we're trying to kind of bring like a fresh outlook and perspective to the news station. How would you think about having your own segment? And so that's how the conversation started. Our marketing guy, Chris, started going back and forth with them. I... I knew I couldn't commit to, you know, something that I was going to have to be in the station all the time just because during season is so crazy. Um, but we, we settled on like a great situation where I was just a guest correspondent and, um, it was fun. I mean, it was just, again, my initial reaction was to say no, because it's just not something I'm comfortable with. I'm comfortable in front of my own phone where if I do a take and I look like an idiot, I can delete it and start over. Um, but something about the whole live aspect of it, um, it just freaks me out. Like I just, I don't know. I've never been the one in my family to do that sort of thing. So it was a good challenge. And Baker and I, again, kind of got into it when uh, I brought it up to him because he was like, I don't know why you're so freaked out about this. 
you did a national campaign for progressive. This is such a step down from that. Like you're hardly challenging yourself. And then ultimately we just decided it's a safe place to practice and get used to it. I was sick of doing red carpet events and stuff with him and having my heart jump out of my chest because I, there was a camera in front of me. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of like how it all came about. And now I'm going to do a second um, thing with them this coming fall. Nice. That we haven't finalized yet. But um, yeah, I'm having fun with it. And it's best if you just have a good co-host. I mean, you talk about <laughs> you talk about a jump. I mean, you didn't just go on camera and stand there in front of a camera. I mean, you were doing what? Pilates, cooking, gift yeah. buying, fashion. Which was fun. It like they gave me such uh, freedom to kind of do what I wanted and I have I have really enjoyed getting to know the city of Cleveland and find like the hidden gems and the local spots and all that. So being able to showcase that and I mean they literally said you can kind of do what, what you want with your segment. So it, yeah, I mean they're awesome. They've been so easy to work with and flexible and um, yeah. So I'm I'm lucky to be able to do it. So we got ourselves another segue as you mentioned. The season can be hectic. We asked this to uh, Megan Schober when we had her on last season. Who she will be dearly missed, as will Joe. I, oh, I miss her already. I just talked to her. Oh, we said hey. Um, so, what is your game day ritual for game home games? Ritual. For home games. Okay. Norway game, so, Who cares? Both of them. Truthfully, it kind of depends because it depends on who's in town, how much family, and how many friends and stuff we have in town. We have a suite at the stadium, so. Typically, uh, you jump in. Here comes my husband. Um, who? They're asking about game day routines. Well, hello. <laughs> now we have a surprise guest appearance on Dogs of War podcast. We got him. One. <laughs> Mr. Season Baker two, Mayfield. We got him. What's going on, Baker? I'm not showing my quarantine self. Oh, whatever. How are we doing? <laughs> Good. Where? Yourself? Oh, just fantastic. We wanted to ask, we asked when we had Megan Schobert on a few months ago, we asked what's her game day routine because she's not with Joe. So we're asking Emily the same thing as tradition. What is a game day routine? Ooh. For me or Just so we're clear, it was actually uh, tailored to Emily. Like, you probably have a – we're not <laughs> yeah, a sports I can, I can yeah. tell you exactly how our day goes. I want to hear it from your side. What do you think happens on game day? I for think me? you wake up, and depending on how many people we have in town, she scrambles to try and get organized. If it's friends, she has no pressure. If it's family or uh, relatives from out of town, there's a lot of pressure about getting organized and getting tickets. And then, as soon as the ticket distribution happens, then it's a free for all after brunch. <laughs> you know, we've been, we've been having these one o'clock games, so they uh, they'll go to the. The practice spots early. They'll go to Town Hall. They'll go to uh, Barley House. Any of Bobby's shout out, places. Bobby. Yeah, well, Town Hall, nice. And it's just—I feel like it's bottomless mimosas and screwdrivers after that. Oh um, yeah. You know, no, but I actually don't drink a lot on game days because I get really anxious and like nervous. So I take all of our friends and family there, and then oh, there's oh, there we go. There's Kevin. Fun fact: um, <laughs> I get anxious on game days as well, and I do drink a lot. So <laughs> that's the total opposite of that coping mechanism. So I usually will kind of pick up the drinking second half, but I don't like to feel like impaired, if you will. How it works is, you know, because I drive to the stadium, I'm the designated driver yeah. after the game. So they all have a great time. And then, uh, I'm just the DD when it yeah. comes to 
That was yeah. actually going to be my next question. I always want to know if you guys drive yourselves to the games or not. I do, yeah. Because they have to stay at the hotel the night before. So um, he's ah, not. Ah, I forgot about yet. that. Yep. What I don't understand is how fans find out where they're staying. Because at away games, if like there was, was public a couple times, yeah. The, I mean, the lobby is insane. Baker, what are your thoughts on this being an actual real life fantasy football draft for GMs and owners? Is there's a um, you know what? I like to think, you know, I started the, uh, you know, doing the draft at home first. Yeah. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> when it was actually voluntary and the cool kids were doing it, I did it. Um, no, I, I think it's going to be weird. Like, because a lot of the kids that would normally go to the draft, uh, and the excitement and just the, I mean, the revenue that the NFL gets from draft day on day one, but, you know, walking across the stage and, uh, it's just going to be weird. And so everybody's going to have to have, you know, some sort of camera system in their house. But then it's like, okay, well, do the families let people in their homes right now? Are they letting people around them? Uh, good call. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's just there's a lot of complications that are coming from all this. And it's tricky for teams because they're, you know, evaluation process. They haven't been able to go see guys because it happened right around when pro days were starting to kick in. So a lot of it's based on tape. Uh, what you put on during the season as a player. And then from there, I mean, I guess you're having phone calls and essentially what we just started the Zoom meetings. Uh, I'm not sure how it exactly works, but it's tricky. It kind of brings me to my next question being remote is you think about with Stefanski in here now, with Barry in here now, without being able to go to the the optional off-season workouts and whatnot, is that just all it is, just phone calls and Zooms? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, what we've been doing this week is just zooms and, you know, trying to do our installs and whatnot and just hit the ground running as best we can. Um, you know, a lot of it's just about how responsible you're going to be, how accountable you can be. Um, because, you know, if you don't take advantage of this time, then we'll be definitely set back in the long run. Um, but you know, it, it's just about trying to find out what works best, most efficiently for us. And right now it's just trying to, you know, learn stuff and then do zoom meetings and review it. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. Emily, you running routes like in the backyard after you're mowing the lawn, or how does that work? Wait, what'd you say? Are you running routes after you're done mowing that grass, or like how does this? Like we don't really have many options right here. No, for I play hard growing, to get right? when he wants to be a receiver. Too busy. He yeah, breaks my finger. I would have cut it. I would have cut it. I swear, I would have cut it. I was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. On that note, I gotta go finish making my trivia game. Uh, sick uh, quarantine beard. Thanks for coming out, Baker. Hey, you guys, my hair is getting real long right now. <clears throat> oh. oh, wow. It's out of control. I could have bangs. He let me braid it the other day. Can you? Are you gonna do a? Uh, are you gonna go with a mullet? Don't give him any. Joe ideas. Exotic, baby. Yeah, once we're back out of here, I'm going full on mullet. This is the only time we can do it. Exactly. Hey, y'all have a good one. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, too. You just had a birthday. Happy belated. Baker's had Thank a birthday. You. Happy belated. What, how do you do a birthday in quarantine? What are some of the suggestions, recommendations you have for people that have birthdays coming up here on lockdown? We had a virtual beer pong tournament. How did you do in it? You know, I, I really want to lie to you and say that me and Bake took the cake, but um, we were knocked out like second or third round. Not our best performance, but yeah, well, the, the 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 Wilkinson family. Well, first of all, now we've had multiple Wilkinsons on the podcast here. Yeah, you guys, have, you guys have quite 
quite the cast. You got your Black brother, Harry. Sammy, who's killing it with music and everything in LA. You got you doing your thing. We got Annie, who's on her podcast. You guys are like doing a thousand different things at the same time. It's crazy. We have Benny, Thor. He's the... He's Sweet the Benny. Killer. Yeah. I tried a workout routine for like... Did you really? Uh, it was like a couple push-ups, and I said, nah, and I played <laughs> Fortnite, but... I mean, he I, really put you through hell. Yeah, he... Uh, guys built like Stallone. So you are extremely open and transparent on your social media. Draws a lot of people to follow you. Nowadays, the youngins are obsessed with being the next TikTok, <laughs> game lord, star, Instagram model on whatever social media outlet other than Instagram. What do you tell people, the youngins, when it comes to social media? <laughs> How do you stay sane and have fun with it? Don't take it too seriously. I think people put too much of their self-worth in numbers and followers and all the extra BS. And you have to remind yourself that no one is putting up the negative stuff in their life. So you may think someone has the best life in the world because that's all they're portraying, but that's not the case. And, you know, people aren't, I don't know. It's just, it's people aren't transparent on it. So that's kind of why I try to be transparent. And I'm not always put together when I, post or you know I'll post like the funny stuff or the candids or whatever because I think it's important to show especially the younger kids that it's not all perfection and that's okay and that's kind of like the beauty in it um so just don't take it too serious have fun with it there's something really beautiful about individuality and showing your unique side and you don't have to blend in with everyone um so I don't know that's kind of my take on it hell of a take good hot take pretty hard to top <laughs> that one so I think we'll we'll end on that. Let you get back to your your quarantine evening. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on. This has been Thanks, outstanding. And thank Baker again for us too. Follow her on Instagram. Follow her on Twitter, especially Twitter, especially during the season. You get spicy over there. Yep. One of my favorite feeds to follow during the season. But no, thanks again for coming on. Wish you guys the best of luck with the rest of quarantine. Hope you guys and you know your families all stay healthy and with the house building and all that. And uh, we'll see you back in Cleveland here in a few months. Thanks, guys. Thanks Back so much, Emily. Cheers. Cleveland rests his head on a pillow, make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, Cleveland. That took a surprising twist to the better for the better. Oh, man. I was shaking. It's not every day QB1 happens just to plop down and and join your interview. So casually. Was with his wife, and it is live from quarantine, so really nowhere else he's going to be. So I guess it's not that surprising, but hey, we'll take it. For those of you that have been listening from day one, we told you we are going to get progressively better with our interviews. We went Phil Dawson, Baker Mayfield, Emily Mayfield. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm still in shock. I was expecting like a couple more months before we got Baker on, but uh, kind of badass, Kevin. Kind of badass indeed. So- silver linings of COVID, silver linings of Corona. <laughs> Sometimes you get to interview QB1. Yeah, and it just goes to show you, kids, if you dig deep – and go on the occasional light jog with your roommate, Baker Mayfield will come on your podcast. 
that, possible. I think that's the case lesson. in point. Case study right here. I think that wraps it up for today, huh? Yeah, let's uh, fingers crossed for a solid draft. Good night, Cleveland.